Welcome to episode 13 of Merv Hughes Fishing. I'm Kevin Hillier. With me, Mervyn Gregory Hughes, former Australian Lucky great cricketer. Were you, were you superstitious as a cricketer? Jason Kennedy's with us as well. Oh, sorry, yeah. Jace. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I just want to... Uh, it is pretty dark here in the shadow yeah. corner. In, <laughs> insignificant other. In the cage. Were you, um, were you a super... Do you have superstitions? Is 13 a super... Should we be worried about show number 13 because something bad might happen because well, you're a superstitious no, person no. who put his no. left sock on well, first? The, or? the number in Australian cricket was 87. When Which a batsman got to 87... 13 from 100. Yeah, well, that never worried me. Never got to 13 nah. from 100? We can't get to 13, Kev. What was your highest first-class score? Oh, please. It was 50-something, oh, wasn't it? please. 71. Not oh, even, okay. 72. Against the West even. Indies? Yeah, I can't remember. Against Ghana, Holding, Marshall. How old do you reckon I am? <laughs> no, it's, it's, oh, it was against it? Great, Charlie Griffiths. Great Hall. Ambrose, Walsh, Marshall, Carl Hooper. <laughs> Oh, you get 70 of them off oh, Carl 71, in fact. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, oh. no, give him a bit of pay. Now, listen, not here to talk about cricket. We're here to talk about fishing. Well, show 13. Oh, I tell you what, late September, leading into October, mm. football season finished in June, July. For us, for us, for us, just now, just getting into fishing. So, yeah. Yeah, just wait for the cod season to open. We can... Go to Eild and keep fishing for cod. Yeah, well, trout um, season's gonna, open now, yeah. Yeah, we're going to have a talk to, to Mark Turner. Trout season has opened, so you can woof into that. Yep. Um, but got a big show, and we're going to talk to Mark Turner from the Golden Broken Catchment Management Authority. Try saying that fast. I can. What is, what, do you know what that is? Yes. You do. Okay. Do you? Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, no it's the Catchment <laughs> Management Authority from the Golden and Broken Rivers Very region. Good. And what worries me, Kev, what worries me most of all, is there's a very famous river in that region, in that, in that, yeah, the Goulburn. Yeah, that, that's the ball. Uh, we'll hang a hat on that one. <laughs> and I do, have, I do have an actual simple, very simple question to ask you, which yes. we can do in more detail. What is it that attracts the fish to bite? To, is it, is it, is it a noise thing, or is it, is it just the colour? Or what? Um, can be sight, can be vibration. Most of the time, it's vibration, isn't it? Because yeah, also silhouette. A yeah. lot of, a lot of the water is. Is dirty water, so they throw out a vibration. Okay. So there's vibration. Okay. Um, there, there's also colour. So in clear water, um, and you would have heard the the saying "match the hatch." Well, that's a fishing term where what you're trying to do is with with fishing lures yep. is trick the fish into thinking that that's what they're eating on. So um, you know, fly fishermen, the woolly bugger. Now that's a great fly, and it imitates uh, what the the trout are eating. So you, okay. you've got to if you're using a woolly bugger and they're going on something else, they're they're not going to. You'll be there, not yeah. getting a bite for a That's long right. time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, all right. Now, Which the, normally uh, happens. The Goulburn Broken uh, <laughs> and various other rivers that uh, form all part of this. We're going to find out what's going on there, uh, what the story is about how it's being managed uh, yes. in all sorts of areas. Uh, with Mark Turner, who's the catchment part of the Catchment Management Authority. All right, that's yes. coming up next here on... Have I got all that right? Yes, you happy have. with that? Okay. The Golden Broken Catchment Man- Management Authority. Yeah. Mark Turner's next. Merv Hughes Fishing. <music> Episode 13, and our lucky 13th guest on the program is Mark Turner. 
Mark is from Goulburn Broken Catchment Management Authority. <laughs> and we've worked out with Mark Ramey to say that once, and that's it. G'day, Mark. How are you? Good, mate. How are you? Good. Going well. Tell us, tell us what that is exactly. Catchment Management Authority. Yeah, right. So we're the Goulburn Broken. We are up in the north of Victoria. There's there's ten of us um, organisations across Victoria covering the entire state. Uh, we do a range of things, but the, the major part that I'm involved in and interested in is uh, river management. Trying to um, get our rivers right so we can get the most out of them. And, of course, if you guys want to talk about, recreational fishing is one of those key things that we can get from our rivers if they're in good nick. Yeah, so when, when we talk about the Goulburn River, obviously um, Eildon Lake comes under your watch. Is that it right? It is in our catchment move, correct, yeah. yes. Uh, you've got a great little creek that runs through <laughs> Avenal there, Hughes Creek. There's no Helia Creek or Kennedy Creek in the region, is there? We have none of those. No, no, no but we do right, have, but a we have a huge crew. Now, with that, as you said, you manage that authority. Um, a lot of people say, well, how do you manage uh, um, a waterway? So what, what do you exactly do to manage that waterway and to, to help sustain recreational fishing? We aren't, as opposed to what a lot of people think, are land management. We're not. Anything we do, we have to do through other land management. So everything's done through partnerships. So whether that's with a um, government agency like Parks Victoria, who manages a lot of land along waterways, or private landholders, who probably manage the predominant amount of um, land along our waterways. And it's trying to get the management of the land beside the waterway done right. So major thing is maybe we can try and keep the cows out of the river, so not yep. crapping in the river, crapping on the paddock, um, get some trees along there so we reduce erosion, and it also filters the water then coming off the paddock, keeps the crap out of the waterway and any nutrients, etc., out of the waterway. So we keep the water quality good, minimise blue-green algae events, those sorts of things, Merv. And so that, that's one thing, but fishways are another way, so you would have seen a lot of fishways yep. on weirs and things in your time around waterways. And a lot of what we're doing at the moment too, re-snagging. Habitat. Um, Habitat move, it's all about habitat, isn't it? (laughs) And environmental flows. Yes. That's the sort of, that's one of the more recent things we're involved in. And uh, we're still early days of that. A bit contentious at times, move, particularly like now when it's getting a bit dry. But one one of the key points, I suppose, on environmental water, it's it's the same as any other water. So, environment's only getting the allocation that are irrigatory. So, at the moment in the Goulburn, allocation's about 50%. So the environment's got 50% of its entitlement and so are irrigators. It's, it's not treated any differently. Well, I would imagine, um, and correct me if I'm wrong, which I, I'm, most people do, <laughs> that probably the biggest problems that you have when we're talking about erosion would be up in the hills where the, the rivers start um, because yeah, of, yep. yeah, of of the, the properties. I would imagine there'd be livestock up there. There wouldn't be too much fencing away from from the rivers, and that's where the erosion happens with the with the stock, the livestock around the place, their footprints into the, the mud and the dirt beside the river. Yeah, exactly, and pure geography. So up in those areas, it's steeper. And uh, one thing that I have learnt in my time, move is water runs downhill. Um, pretty smart. So, so yeah. does something else, Mark, <laughs> sitting right next to me. <laughs> and as it goes, when it's steeper, it runs downhill quicker, so it yeah. causes more erosion. Um, but in the last few years, anglers have really come on board. So a lot, I suppose, through Victorian Fisheries Authority, et cetera, have sort of helped educate anglers and they've gone on board and they're actually helping us out a lot now, um, fencing off rivers, revegetating and putting the pressure on uh, others to come on board and do it. So anglers have really, in the last couple of years, gone, gone mad with it and uh, helping us out a lot. Well, the, the other people that play a big part in that, and you mentioned before, are the actual landowners, the farmers that – 
um, you work with to make sure that it's sustainable. And and also, I would imagine that there's a lot of landowners that would be a little bit peeved um, when uh, recreational fishers go onto their, their land, they fish by the river and they leave and they leave an absolute mess. Now, it's not everyone. Um, it's probably a, a minority and that's who we have the biggest problems with. Um, is that a concern for you guys or is that out of your hands? Yeah, I think before, Merv, I said, you know, it's all about partnerships. And I've heard you talk about this one before, so it's obviously a big one for you. But, you know, if we've got anglers walking along rivers and trashing them and leaving um, rubbish there, landholders, as you say, are not going to like it. And uh, there is no partnership, nothing works. If we want landholders to look after our rivers so they're in good nick so we can fish in them, we need to do the right thing by them and try and keep everyone happy. Just one question. Are you one of those lucky blokes that can go in a river with the um, with the government boat and electrode the fish <laughs> and then they float up and you pick them up and look at them and measure them? Is, 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 that, is that part of your job detail as well? Yeah, well, in looking after the rivers, we need to try and understand uh, if we're having any impact or not doing the right thing. So we work a lot with scientists um, to get some data. And we work a lot with the Arthur Ryler Institute down in, down in Holderberg. There's a lot, the good crew down there we do a lot with, they come and do a lot of electrofishing in our catchment to try and understand whether putting structure in there is having any difference, whether they're doing environmental flows, having any impact. And um, we learn a lot from that. So, yeah, we do get out a bit from time to time, Jason, the electrofishing boat, and it's um, well worth a look. Is it working? Yeah, so um, there's been a lot of work on the Murray. The Murray's been um, probably had some of the earliest re-snagging done. And the work up there has shown us if you can get the habitat back somewhere near natural, you can get three times the amount of cod that you had previously, so that's a big tick. And with the environmental flows in the gold, and when I started working here about 10 years ago, the theory was that um, yellow belly didn't breed in the Goulburn at all. They must just move up and later life from the Murray. But getting some natural flows happening, we've been able to get the yellow belly to start spawning in the Goulburn River, which is, you know, that's that's massive. And I've learned that in the last few years. So you'd think by now we'd know everything, but we don't. We're still early days and still experimenting and um, still trying to do a better job. Well, still just getting the information, isn't it, and putting it into place. Now, we've fished down at Gippsland just recently, and they have structures in the water, and they've got uh, poles out of the water to tell you where the structure is. So if you're a fisherman you know what's going on down there, you just roll up to where these poles are in the water that indicate that there's man-made structure below, and fish hang around structure. So if you fish those snags, uh, you're more likely to get fish. And and that's part of the, the things that you do too is – like we said, fish habitat. Um, some places call them fish fish hotels, where all yep. you're doing is creating cover for the fish. And it, if the recreational angler knows where you put them in, they're, they're going to have some fun catching some fish, aren't they? Yeah, so some of it's pretty evident, Merv. Some we put in pretty evident spots, some we don't. But it's all going in the river and trying to make the whole river a better thing. And, and as you said, there's no clearer relationship than having good habitat and fish there. So I, I think that's the way to go. And that was probably the beautiful thing, Kev. Actually, these guys came on one of the shows last year with us, and they they took us to Lake Eild, and we had a couple of um, good days catching catching the cod and the trout. But I think we're actually going to go now to um, the Hughes River with, with these guys, and just just the not, not the Hillier River, not the Kennedy <laughs> River, the Hughes. River. It just runs through Avonall, just on the Hume Highway there. If you're crossing over the bridge, just give me a thought. Yeah, so just the education part of it, uh, Mark. This is this is great. What yourself is, what, what you guys are doing, also the government. Just just to educate. 
educate us us anglers about how much work actually goes in now to the river. It's not all about just hey, this is your fishing license money that's gone. The government is actually being being quite extraordinary about making sure that all the scientific facts are going into making sure that we can fish a lot longer now. Yeah, well, there is a lot in it. You know, you need to know what you're doing and um, monitor what you're doing to see if it does work. So a lot lot in the science. But Victoria, I think, done a great job in too that it sort of embargoes recreational fishing licence funds and make sure they go back into recreational fishing. And over the last 10 years or so, we've we've been able to source a fair bit of that funding and put it directly back into habitat, which is a, a great cycle, you know. It doesn't just go off into consolidated revenue. Recreational fishing licence funds do go back into fishing. Mark, yeah. are we learning stuff from uh, other parts of the world or are we teaching other parts of the world stuff that we're learning in our rivers? No, definitely. I think um, population-wise... Australia is pretty small. America's got a, a huge fishing fraternity over there, and um, even their own private organisations like Trout Unlimited, who they employ all their own scientists and do a whole heap of river restoration off their own back, all funded by uh, anglers themselves. So we learn a bit off them, keep an eye on them, uh, and vice versa. Uh, a couple of things i got for you. Electronic tagging. And we tag the fish and we watch where the fish travel to. Do you do that in your area? Yeah, again, with the Arthur Royal Institute, there's a couple of ways that doing that Merv. Um, one is you can put in these tags that will last a long time because they don't have a battery in them but they, they're sort of like a barcode on your food at the supermarket. They have to get run over a barcode so yep. we put put the readers on fishways when that fish goes through we know, we know where it is. The other ones that you um, put in with batteries you can actually track where the fish is all the time you know, they only last the life of a battery so if you want to yep. depends on what question you're asking as to, to what way you go to answer it. Now, we saw last time you guys caught some um, good good cob with the big fella. Now, do you actually go fishing yourself or is, it, or is this part of your job that you just sort of go out for a bit of a flick? Is it is it something you love doing with your family and mates, Mark? No, it was definitely a case of fishing first, job second. Um, I grew up on the, <laughs> the banks of the Capaspi at Kyneton as a kid oh, and I was fantastic. down there most nights of the weeks mucking around, probably some of that illegal, some illegal. Oh. <laughs> uh, but that's what got me into that, fishing with my father and my grandfather. And uh, that's the reason I'm into river management because I, I do fish. Uh, I love it. We're sport for choice up here in, in the north. I live just out of Shepparton, so we've got the Goulburn. The Murray's not far away. Uh, Lake Yildon, Ranga Basin. I've uh, just got back from Cape, Cape York a couple of weeks ago, so had a mm-hmm. bit of a fish up there, try and get away from some of the Victorian winter. No, definitely a case of fishing first, work second. Mate, that's great because it's interesting that you say that you're a fisherman first and then you get into work. How many people do you know that start making lures because they, they're not happy with the lures around? So yeah. they make the lures and their mates want lures and that. So from, to go from a love of fishing into looking after and making sure that we can su- sustain fishing going forward, um, hats off to you and the, and the crew. And we've done some work with the, Hopkins Glenelg. Yeah, um, water management. Yes, yeah, down, down at Gippsland. We, we've had a, a bit of a talk with the guys down there. Yeah. So the work that you do, a lot of people listening just think they go out and fish and the river is what it is. But the time and effort uh, that you guys put in um, is absolutely fantastic. There's plenty of work, plenty yeah. of work. Hey, Mark, I want to ask you, what would you give the Goulburn a score out of 10 in terms of how it's how it sort of sits at the moment? 15. <laughs> 15? I'll go with that. I can't complain about that, can I? No. Uh, there's always work to do, and you know I've got a I've got a bit of career left in me, so I need to find some work to do. So I can't give it a fifteen. 
Uh, I reckon we're probably a seven or eight, a little bit of room for improvement, but we're certainly on the right trajectory. And uh, with anglers behind us, it can only get better. You mentioned the blue-green algae, which has been a, a constant source of problems uh, all around the country. Uh, how do you, how does the Goulburn sit in that area now? The Goulburn is actually going all right. So we have had outbreaks in a number of storages, including Neilton, that the guys mentioned before. But there was a, a big bloom in the Murray there a few years ago. And again, you know, we don't fully understand this. There's different species, different things, but... It seems to be low flow, high temperature, high nutrients uh, seem to be the three three critical things. So if we try and keep the nutrients out of the waterway, keep the flow going, not much we can do about temperature, but just try and do what we can. Now, Mark, talk about problems, and obviously we've got the the, the natural problems. We've also got introduced problems. Um, within the, the Goulburn Broken region, how much of a problem are the carp, European carp? We've got our fair share move, as you would have seen, um, I fish a little bit and go up into the high country areas, you know, up above Jamison, yeah. up above Goulburn, those areas, and, you, and you, you spend a lot of time getting up to these pristine areas only to see a bloody carp come past you. Um, it really really devastates you. So we've got them right from the top of the catchment down to the bottom. All I can hope, move is that the carp virus does come through in some way that can be agreed to and doesn't cause damage to anything else and um, gives us the opportunity to have a good crack at them. Um, I'd love to see them gone, but probably a bit uh, wishful thinking. Oh, mate. <laughs> yeah, you just if you could thin them out a little bit, that that'd be handy too. But be a good start. Um, mm. Now talking about um, Eildon um, up there, we, we've had a day fishing up there, and the the work that you guys have done there in stocking that um, it's a it's a very good fishery now. We caught a lot of cod around that sort of forty forty six mark. Um, and that just stands or bodes well for the future in that um, the fish are surviving. You're catching fish that size now, so a couple of years' time, there's going to be some big cod in there. Yeah, I better not take the credit for that one, Merv. That's the Victorian Fisheries Authority doing all the stocking, and they do a good job, and we work very closely with them. Yeah. And I think they've stocked something well, like they, they need some, a million cod in there. They need some sustainable water to throw the fish in, <laughs> don't they? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's what I was getting to, right. Mark. That's what a good save, that one, Marky. Um, <laughs> now, and, and with that, and with that, I must say, Ilden, um, and it's more to do with the fisheries than, than what you guys do, but the, am I right in saying they don't have a closed season for cod? You can fish there all year round for them. Yeah, and this, you know, we've been talking about science a bit. Um, fisheries have done a lot of work on science. They did a bit of work a few years ago, pulled a few cod out to see where genetically where they'd come from, whether they're breeding or not, and that showed that the vast majority of um, cod in Lake Eildon had come from the hatchery, so they're not breeding in there. Yeah. So it made no sense. Why shut a fishery um, in a closed spawning season if they're not doing that? So they've um, listened to the science and kept it open during cod season. I think last season when we were up there, Merv was the first time. Yeah. And, and Mark, is, is that the same for the trout there as well? Well, the trout, the trout would, because it's highly linked to mountain streams, the trout certainly do breed in the streams that run into Eildon. Yep. So, well, in my mind, there'd be a far more of a connection to the trout population yep. in Eildon to the, to the rivers around it. Um, and we've obviously, yeah, just had trout opening on the weekend. So a lot of people flocked up that area during the weekend, but they, it's still stocked. Um, but there is a, in my mind, a close relationship between the river yeah, trout okay. and the Lake Yildon trout. Hey, Mark, uh, we appreciate your time, Mike, but the uh, the great work there. A, a healthy uh, Goulburn makes for a healthy, happy uh, fishermen. So uh, we want uh, we want that partnership to continue. And thanks for your time today. Appreciate it. No problem at all. Thanks, guys. Cheers, Mark. Thank Join you. Mark, Mark thanks, Turner mate. joining us there on Merv Hughes Fishing.
There you go. There's Mark Turner from uh, the uh, Goulburn Broken Catchment Management <laughs> Authority. We've okay. got all that room. Got you're, just doing that. Over. you're just doing that <laughs> I off do the it. cuff. Yeah. You're not even reading that. No, because I can do it. Yep. Quick, one more time. Uh, uh, and in there, is the, now tell me, the, who's the Hughes River named after? No. Well, well it's not you. Obviously me. No, no. Well, who's the well, Goulburn? Dad. No, it's not named after your dad, dad either. Dad played footy up at Yaroa. No, that's that, up that way. Yeah, but that's it's not named. Is, is, is there a well, famous explorer? Well, I tell you what, the famous explorer, you would have heard of them, Hughes and Hovel. <laughs> you idiot. <laughs> I've just done some research during the break, yeah. Yeah, Burke and Hughes. Yeah, everyone knew about them. Yeah, yeah Blacksland, Wentworth and Hughes. Yeah. I've just done some research during the break, and it was a dim-witted farmhand that lived in the area. <laughs> <laughs> no, nothing's changed anyway. Who fell in this waterway. Yeah, that's right. Drowned, they couldn't find name. I'll just say one thing. Yeah, Don't be envious. Just be happy for me. Yeah, okay? no, we are. Just be we happy are. for me. Very, um, but they, they, having they, having they, a talk, there's no just, carp. There's having, no carp in the Hughes River. It's apparently a fish called crap. Yeah, it's spelled the that, same four letters, yeah. but it's different. Um, Mark Turner um, giving us an insight into what the catchment authorities do, and there are catchment, as he said, there's seven regions um, throughout Victoria, yep. and they all work on keeping our Riverways, waterways, um, sustainable, and um, part of that is for recreational fishermen. So putting in habitat for fish, um, erosion up in the in the high areas, uh, so where the cattle are down onto the, the rivers. We heard in there, if we can keep the cattle away from the, the side of the river, less erosion, less erosion is better for the waterway. And you mentioned, uh, and we've seen it, I know, when we used to play golf down at Werribee, uh, yep. along the Werribee River there, we would see fishermen in that, and they'd leave crap everywhere. Yes. And we'd be walking along as golfers, and we were, uh, you were a fisherman then, but I would certainly. Yeah. It would annoy the hell out of me, the mess that people would leave yes. there. I just, I, I uh, cannot understand why you would soil a place that yeah. you've gone to yes. to, 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 well, to use. basically, um, it's a minority. And oh, no, we, we have that. we have trouble with minorities everywhere, and fishing's no different. The common rule is, if you take it in, take it out. Correct. So if you take it in full, yep. be prepared to carry it out empty. Don't just leave it for someone else to pick up. Yeah, I agree. Because what, what happens is, in in rural areas, um, property owners will let the guys down to fish. They'll go down there. There'll be fires still burning. There'll be crap everywhere. What's going to happen? They're going to lock the gates, yep. and they're going to lock people out. Yep. yep. So what we've got to do is... Be wise, um, be considerate, and if someone's letting you on to their private property to fish, leave it as you found it. Well, treat it like it's your own. Treat it like it. By that, I don't mean trash it, but treat yeah. it as if you would like someone to treat your particular piece of, yes, of property. Exactly, Do it like that. But that, yeah, just leaving stuff around, and obviously that's the key to making all the waterways yeah. work is the relationship between the people who are involved in it, be yes. they landowners so, or fishermen or whatever. Recreational fishermen, the catchment authority, the landowners, yep. anyone that's going to go in and use it, and especially because uh, the guys with responsibility. Um, so Casper Authority will go in, they'll work with the landowners, they'll convince them to let recreational fishos in. And yep. I know we're harping on it a little bit, but if you go in with rubbish, well, if you go in with stock, make sure you, you take all your rubbish out with you. Yep. It's not that hard to put in a garbage bag, put it in the back of the car. No, well, wasn't that hard to get uh, it in there, take well, it out right. with you on the same plate. Exactly. <laughs> exactly the same thing you went in with, you're going out yeah, with And it's a lot lighter because most of the vessels are empty. Yeah, and I, and I won't point out, that rule applies in this studio <laughs> too. All. That rule applies in this podcast studio, so whatever you bought in, take out. <laughs> that doesn't include that chip on your shoulder. You can leave that here. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was a fourth. Right. That's all we've got time for right that, now. That <laughs> is, moving on. In fact, all we do have time for. Uh, the Darwin Experience, uh, we'll be seeing more of that in the in the upcoming move, Hughes Fishing. Now, when is people want to know when the, uh, when the television show's coming back again, May next year? Yeah, May. So we do all our filming now. 
Um, in the warm, so beautiful sept- time September, of the year. October, November. Yep. And when it's still a little bit chilly down south, we head up to Darwin. Um, we've got Hawkesbury River coming up, um, so just north of Sydney. And that goes to air early to mid-May and yep. runs for 10 weeks. Okay. And if you want to catch the old episodes that are around, they're all on the uh, on the catch-up part of the uh, the one uh, uh, channel website, I think. If you want to, yeah, no, they hold it. Yeah, that, that, that wasn't awkward, was it? <laughs> yeah, they, they hold it. Well, I was hoping you'd help me. You're looking, you're looking to Jason Kennedy for help. <laughs> yeah. I have for the last five years. You get donuts, Kevin. Donuts. <laughs> My shadow's pretty yeah, big. They're on YouTube. You <laughs> Thank you. Them. We'll see you next week. <laughs> yes, we will. Thank you. That's Merv Hughes Fishing. Episode 13, done and dusted. See, nothing bad happened. Except the last 30 minutes of air time.